how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. This episode is brought to you by IronJohnGear.com. In between your creative pursuits, make sure to check out Iron John Gear for top apparel, footwear, fitness items, outdoor supplies, sports gear, and much more. Visit the website for top deals on things like lanterns, backpacks, tents, snow clothing, bomber hats, sunglasses, fishing gear, and more. Visit ironjohngear.com today and save money on your next adventure. In addition to Iron John Gear, make sure to also check out Freelancer Class, where you can learn how to become a freelancer full-time or part-time. The online course will teach you how to make money online as a writer, marketer, designer, virtual assistant, accountant, or salesperson. Stay tuned after the show to learn how to get access for free to this $99 valued freelancer course, along with some other free items on our website, creativeprinciples.live. Duncan Falconer talks about his life as an author and is the man they send into conflict zones and hostile environments. In this interview, he discusses how he got the British Ministry of Defense approval to write about his life stories, how he made friends with Superman actor Henry Cavill, how he finally got Stratton on the big screen, and he even leaks some information about the new Stratton book trilogy. Um, yeah, I, um, I was, um, I just turned sort of like civilian, um, out of special forces and I was immediately into the civilian side of, uh, of special forces, if you like security, which means, um, more money, but less security, less safety, less support, <laughs> kind of hanging out there on your own a bit. And, um, I was heading down to South America, um, to get involved in kidnap and ransom, which in those days was becoming quite uh, big, and it was a, it was a, it was the only, it was a specialist ground for ex-British uh, uh, and American special forces guys. Um, that's all we ruled it, and we we would go down there and sort of like um, take care of the kidnap and ransom side of things. And um, I was stopping, I stopped off in Los Angeles for a few months. Um, for just administration reasons, and uh, while I was hanging around, um, um, I someone asked me to help write a screenplay. I ended up writing the thing myself, and I um, next thing I knew, um, some an actor friend of mine sent it to an agent who sent it to Warner Brothers, um, who bought it, and uh, I went, wow. I mean, I, I got a fast track into uh, the Hollywood film business um, without really making much effort. I felt a bit bad for all the writers who spending spent half their life trying to get there. What do you think it was? Do you think it was the story itself? Or do you think it was your experience and the realism that kind of got that greenlit for you? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I, I think that um, what, um, you know, 
baseball player is the best person to write about baseball and American football player writing about football and the special forces um, material um, best comes from someone who was in that business. Um, write about what you know. Um, I, I know a lot of people, a lot of writers write about things that they actually don't know a great deal about. Um, and I think it, it, it's pretty obvious immediately as soon as someone from the same business actually starts writing about it, the texture, the color, the, the background, the characters, the dialogue, it, it's all much more realistic. Um, you can bring a hell of a lot more to a uh, um, that story if you used to live it and I, and I think that comes out in the writing um, I read that you you were, you were allowed to use your personal operations catalog in order to write your books can you kind of explain what that is um, for those of us unfamiliar with military terms and how you used it in your writing uh, what are you talking about the the, 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 the the sort of history of my actual operations yes yeah yeah um, yeah I uh I wasn't. It's not so much allowed um, because the you know the British Ministry of Defence um, didn't don't approve of any of those type of books. Um, I wanted to write. It was a it was a political reason why I started writing the book. Um, but I obviously I didn't want to tell any secrets. That wasn't the mission. The mission was to try and tell a life story uh, in uh, in a highly secretive, highly sensitive business um, without without getting uh, putting anyone in danger. I mean, don't forget, I've got a lot of friends who are still on ops, and there's a lot of history there that if people found out who did what, they might want revenge. So I, I wanted to, first of all, make sure that I didn't say anything that would compromise myself or any of my buddies or, or people you know, in the business. So that was the first reason for that. And then the other one was just coordinating. I couldn't remember dates. I couldn't remember this, that, and the other thing correctly. So, um, so yeah, that was the main reason. But mostly it was to stay um, um, clinical, you know, and stay clean. And, of course, then MOD read this manuscript, and I had to go and see them, and I spent a couple of hours, a couple of hours being grilled, and we, we want you to put this, take this out. And uh, by the time I emerged, we had a, a clean copy, if you like. Um, as an author, you've based a lot of your characters on real people. Where does the character John Stratton come from? <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm laughing because uh, I've been asked that a lot. You know, is it my alter ego? Yes. Um, one of the writing, a writer te writing technique is, is it's, it's great if you when you're describing characters that you can actually base them on people that you know, so that you know who they are, so that um, when it, when they come into a, a scene you can describe them you don't lose track of them because you just remember the person and also when they talk and how they respond to things is it just helps you if you know a real person um, when it came to stratton i i guess i just chose myself uh just to remind me that i know i'd always have green eyes and uh he came from an orphanage and so i could describe that and um and I suppose he would do the things that um, I would like to have done had I been as heroic as, as he is. So it was just really keeping track of the character. Where do you actually begin a story? Is it with the character or the situation or the plot or something else? Um, I tend to, to think of a plot. Uh, what's an interesting plot? Um, obviously, when I think for when people are reading, they want to they want to be engrossed. And, and I, I like to write 
stories that are fast reads. I like people to say I, it was a page turner. And so, um, so I start with uh, a great plot concept. Um, but the most, but but that, but that's just the that's just the ride. The most important thing in a story is characters. If the characters don't work, then the story doesn't work. So, so yeah, the plot for me gets me going. But then, when I apply the characters and the characters to the story, that that's the most important thing, and they they've really got to work and they've really got to have a purpose in that story for me what do you think is one of the most like common wrong things we see in action movies or spy films like what's a common um just error they make in almost every movie i hate the way guys hold pistols <laughs> now i'm just being picky but that is true i mean there's very few actors actually know how to pick up um a pistol and how to actually hold it um, and, and and anyone who's listening to this who who really knows how to shoot a pistol, they'll be probably smiling, saying, "Yeah, he's right." Um, but um, yeah, it's it's usually uh, it's, it's it's usually the small things. Like um, I used to work a lot with journalists, you know, uh, going to war zones, and they they'd always refer to a sniper. There's a sniper. I go, that that is not a sniper. That is a guy with a gun on a roof. Okay. A sniper is someone who went through, like, you know, a two years training, um, you know, um, knows the business in and out, can hide in a in a, in a mailbox, you know. Um, I mean, that's a sniper. You know, can move uh, 100 meters and you'll never see him. You know, I'm, sort of, I'm, I'm exaggerating a bit, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, so I guess it's the inaccuracies um, that really irritate me. And also on a larger – I've been watching this show recently, I suppose, um, you know, this U.K. Uh, military show called Last Post, and it's just losing it for me because – the the decision making process of the writer and the director on how soldiers um, uh, take on an operation and how they conduct it and how the decisions that they make just so not true you know you're just sitting there going that's rubbish no one would do that <laughs> so yeah I guess it's one of those uh, I become a bit of an anorak about um, inaccuracies and that that's what annoys me about military type shows and i know the americans are really big on it because i whenever you see you know a, a, a movie come out and you look at the blogs and the, the twitters um it's always fun to see there's always someone sitting there who knows everything about all the gear and all the stuff that should have happened and i think filmmakers should take a bit of notice of that um i've read that you mentioned holding the pistol i've read that you have your friends with the actor henry, uh, henry cavill and have kind of helped him with with some of those techniques how did that friendship come about and yeah, uh, Henry, I, um, well, it's kind of like a strange circle. I used to work with some Gurkhas, British Gurkha officers. One of them was brought up with Henry, where Henry comes from in in, um, in Jersey, which is a small island just off between the UK and, and France. And so that's on the one side. But, but also Henry, uh, oh, yeah, so Henry's brother, is in the Royal Marines. He's an officer. And so there was a kind of this connection, but we didn't know each other. And so, and also Henry was really looking for a Special Forces Royal Marine movie he wanted to do. And I was introduced to him through one of, you know, his childhood friends who was a good friend of mine. Uh, all coincidental, 
So I sent Henry my script, and Henry loved it, and we took it from there. But um, un- unfortunately, things the wheels fell off uh, in various ways and shapes and forms, and Henry um, didn't couldn't do the movie. As a writer, when you're feeling, if you're ever feeling overwhelmed or unfocused, how do you kind of get back on track and, and get things going again? I I don't think I've ever actually felt um, overwhelmed or out of focus. Um, I, I don't. I don't always write, you see. I mean, I've, I've got two careers, me. I, uh, one is I, I'm a consultant in um, uh, conflict zones in hostile environments. So um, I, I've all, I'm always getting on a plane, generally going to some of these crazy places. And I write um, when I've got some downtime or in between sitting in hotels and that. Um, so I, I, I don't really, f- if I... If I feel like I'm having a, a time when I'm not, I can't work. I don't know why. It's, it's it's usually because there's something else on my mind. So I get on with whatever I'm doing, wherever I am in the world, Africa, Far East, whatever. Um, but I, I don't actually experience um, those kind of um, occasions where I can't do anything. Do you use a lot of outlines when you're writing? Yeah, I won't. I won't even begin a project um, until it, it's the synopsis is is really singing. Um, it, it's a lot easier to change a synopsis than it is a, a book. <laughs> so um, you don't want to get to three quarters in the book and realize the story's not working. So um, everything's got to be done at synopsis level. So I'll spend weeks and months on a synopsis. It, it just gets bigger. Um, I, I'll walk and think, and wherever I am, I'm, I'm thinking of the next piece, and I'll go back and write this, add it to the synopsis. So my synopsis are usually 20, 30, 40 pages long, um, full of detail. Um, and when the when it's when it's really tight, when it's ready to go, only then will I start um, writing the, the the book itself. Are there any bad recommendations or bad advice you hear in your in your career as a writer? Yeah, I one of the well, I guess the classic is one of the, the the very first time I the first screenplay I ever wrote. I had a friend who was a bartender in Los Angeles who was a writer, and uh, he read my first draft and said, uh, to, "Honestly, Rick, uh, what I'm going to tell you now is just give it up and don't write and um, and move on and do something else." <laughs> um, I, I believed him. I actually believed him and said, okay, because I was that, you know, I was kind of vulnerable. I'd never written before, and so, you know, this guy seemed to know. But as he was saying that, my actually screenplay was being bought by Warner Brothers. So I figured, hey, that didn't work. And I got paid a lot more than he did. I I agree with you. you the, the thing is, is just to believe in yourself and, uh, you know, just don't care what anyone else says. A lot of people I've interviewed have referenced movies like action movies or spy movies like Die Hard is kind of the go-to as far as the formulaic approach to writing a movie like this. What are the movies or even the books that you kind of go back to when you're structuring a story to make sure it's the best it can be? Um, well, I always believe that um, the most important driver of a, of a story is character. And um, so, um, I mean, Die Hard is, is a great example because, um, you know, that, that that was just a brilliantly written character, um, so heavily flawed, um, 
and so many obstacles and absolutely impossible for him to win the day. Um, and so once you build that into your character, um, um, it, when he does win the day, it's, it, it's so much more exciting and interesting. Um, I probably don't look at action movies for uh, influence because I want my action movies to be unique anyway, so I don't want to look at others. And I think my stories are because I write about a lot of the stuff I used to do um, and things that I, my experiences in hostile war and war zones. So I'm not interested in, in other action movies, but I would look at other great character stories. Um, a good example might be some of the old, some of the old directors are great. Uh, you know, David Lean and um, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, for instance. You know, just just to look at the way that that characters were developed and how characters drive the story because that's the most important thing the plot yeah it's got to be great obviously it's got to be unique interesting etc but if you don't have anything invested in the, the people um you'll lose interest in the plot well thank you for your time is there anything else you'd like to share about the film or if you're writing any new stratton books in the future yeah, I've just uh, I've had a, a quite a few years break. I I, I never thought I'd ever write anything. Uh, and then I wrote a screenplay, and then I wrote a TV show, and then I wrote my first book, and then I thought I'd never write another book, and then I wrote ten of them. Uh, and when I got to ten, I thought, well, that's it. So I did nothing. I've done nothing for the last few years except play with some screenplays. Um, but um, but I just had this great idea for a new Stratton. A story and it's it's a big one so and i've been writing it out and it's three books so i'm going i'm working on a, a new trilogy now and i hope to um start um hope to have the first one out in the next year um so the first of um it's a series obviously of books all connected um all stratton and uh, i'm quite excited by it it's called the beckett approval okay <laughs> very cool you're the first to hear it. I never told anyone that yet. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Before you leave, don't forget to sign up for the weekly newsletter. We also get free access to the freelancer course, Master the Freelancer Mindset. This system will teach you exactly how to find clients online, which includes step one, the psychology of the mindset. Step two, how to create a killer profile. And step three, how to find quality clients. This online course is valued at $99. It can be yours for free. In addition to the free course, you'll get access to the ebook How Hollywood Screenwriters Annihilate Writer's Block. This contains advice from Aaron Sorkin, Carrie Fukunaga, and William Monahan. You can find all of this and more on creativeprinciples.live. Visit the website for new interviews, articles, and the daily blog. That's creativeprinciples.live.